power buttons on. Well, good. Here we go. We're back. Um, week two in a row, Adam. So week two in a row, we're drinking water instead of booze. <laughs> we could get booze out too. I just thought we maybe would want some water. I am going to probably eat this time. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to take a. I'm going to probably take like a a thirty day a thirty day break from drinking. I think. Did he tell after you that last yet? weekend? No. no. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we were texting 30, 30 days probably. Maybe Sunday or Monday this week. But we all went out on on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Nathan's texting me, <clears throat> I'm going to do a 30-day break. And I'm like, LOL. And I'm waiting for the, like, yeah, fuck that. I'm an animal. Gang, gang, right? I'm waiting for that response. And it never came. You know? And I'm like, oh, shit, you're, you're serious. Yeah. I'm like, this is like role reversal. That's me. Yeah. I wake up hungover like I'm never. It's over. I can't do this. There's no way. Well, so look, here's the reality. I there's there's just no ch- scenario where I I'm never gonna stop drinking. Like that's just not realistic to think. Um, but you know, every now and then I'll have one of those days where it's like, all right, I need to probably just give myself a reset. You know, and and really, honestly, Saturday night wasn't that bad comparatively. I do that all the time. But I think I just realized, like, all right, I don't. You know, I I, I don't even enjoy it as much. You know, like we we. We're so social. We go out all the time that like multiple nights a week we're having dinner with this person and we got this event. This week we had a dinner last night. I got a big dinner tonight with 30 people coming to. Like there's always these reasons and excuses for us to not just have a couple drinks, but everyone knows that I want to do shots. And so it just turns into getting hammered. And I'm just so like. it's everybody else's fault. It's everyone shot, else's right? fault. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. It's the one time that you and I hung out all night. Uh, made you want to go. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, that's what Adam will do. Fuck you, you Adam. Fucking maniac. No. But you know what, though? Uh uh, I'm glad that we're two weeks in a row. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And I left last week, like really excited. I, like you said, I was nervous too because, you know, we sit in here for talk for an hour, an hour and ten minutes, and it's like, what? What did we just? What do we even say? I don't because I don't. It's just conversation, as far as I'm concerned. But I listen back. I'm like, that was really good, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I, you know, it's it's what you hate hearing your own voice. Yeah. I'll never get over that. But like, I actually listened to it and was engaged and whatever. But. Um, you know, I'll be honest too. Today, was like a really busy, crazy day. There were moments Same I'm here, sure it crept into you. Were like, ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, when I realized you had a closing at in Lul- when I realized you had a closing, I'm like, oh man, I got I have a dinner tonight. I have to be at. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck, it's in Lowell. Like, oh, we're yeah. done. Like, we're not doing it because for you, you had to go there and then come back. Yeah. So I thought you'd back out. So, so I'm close, glad you didn't. And then I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna. I called the title company. I'm like, I showed up at like two fifteen. I'm just gonna sign, and you know, they'll figure. Oh, out. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. But, you know, I was, I've been the one kind of banging the drum, like, I want to do this. I enjoy it. Let's make it a habitual thing. We flake out on, Adam's always in. Always down, you know, yeah. Like, he'll be here ready, and then we, we back out on him. So, so I want to, like. All day, every time I saw, saw you guys text me. Like, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Well, so I, I texted. I was, like, uh, maybe at, like, noon. Are we still, we still doing this? And then uh, Nathan texts, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. yeah. All right, like, all right. Well, I even saw him yesterday. I'm like, I was like, hey, I'll be back out here, you know, because I'm gonna come back to shoot his house again. He's like, why are you gonna come back out here? I'm like, the podcast. Dude. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest though. I have so many things going on in a day. Like, I, it's, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. I honestly, my surprise is already Friday. Like, it's been a week since we've already done this already. So yeah. It's kind of wild. So. Yeah, that's that's. It. So you had a closing. Mm-hmm. That was lacrosse. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Great deal. Over. 
today Alice was in here and was like, Casey's just great. He's so easy to work with. And he's, yeah. I love Kate. Like she, she thought it was a great transaction. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm probably a little too nice on, on everything. I've actually had a long conversation with Lindsay this week, but more so on my, on my water business because, um, I mean, you know how it is. You get to the point where you're just too generous and then it come, comes back to bite you. Um, I'm dealing with, with an employee right now. Um, but no, lacrosse was a great deal. Lacrosse was an interesting one where I, um, I I just ran through there today. They were doing a final walkthrough. I ran through it and I like, I'm like, this is probably, you know, if I did 10 or 11 flips this year, this is the one I'm least proud of, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. It just, you know, it's, you, you've done a million of them like that. It's an old house. I put plenty of money into it. You know, at some point you just have to stop. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it, it is what it is. So yeah, brand new HVAC and AC. The roof's a full tear off. All new siding. The electrical's good. You know, plumbing's tight. Like, and and then inside, cosmetically, it's just meh. You know. Yeah. So like walking through. There's- well, but here, this is what's this is I think what's important, and it's overlooked I think a lot by flippers. The you're not building it for you. You know, you're not flipping yeah. it for you. And for that area, it's probably still the nicest house in the neighborhood. You yeah. know. Um, I don't think you should beat yourself up because it may not be up to the standards of a new subdivision like you live in, but I mean, it was still a good flip and someone, here's the thing, dollar for dollar, they're getting a really nice house for really, really cheap. I mean, you cannot buy that anywhere else. Well, that's, that's the lesson there. So if you look at what you have on the market, I don't know everything you have on the market right now, but the past couple of days, you've listed some new stuff. It looks like, and you're at price points five X of what that lacrosse house yeah. is. Like you need to you need to put out a different Well that's product. just it. So just... if you wanna do a better product, then you're gonna to have to charge way more and you've just priced yourself out of market for the people that actually can afford to buy so it. So you and so... I were just talking about a house in, in North Judson, a little town where, you know, we're discussing that that house would be by far the most expensive house on the block and you need to be aware of that you know i know people who have overbuilt for neighborhoods and they're just oh yeah you know like i mean i don't know are we giving a real estate yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) no but it's cool though man it's fun you know what's awesome i uh i never thought in i mean i've been doing this for a long time now i never thought that i would wake up every day and be popping in on houses like yeah. i don't like it i don't no. i hate it i actually hate the construction sure. i hate picking stuff out i hate going to home depot I, I just don't like any of it i'm i i do it because i like the process i like the process and i like the money and i like that it creates an economy within this office i think that's i was thinking the other day and i'm like okay i literally dread going to these houses so why am i doing this like what well, obviously the money's good but uh, there's got to be another reason i think what it is is when when i buy a house okay so like your house for example I find that house, I bought that house, sell it to you. You get to employ Gene, you get to employ Juan, you get to employ all these other people that are involved. You get HVAC guys out there, plumbers, electricians. You probably pull permits in the county or the city that you're in that provide some money for them. Then you get an, an, an agent like Alice, who's one of my agents in our office that is like super excited to be handed a Casey. Mm-hmm. So to you, you're just a disposable piece of shit that I don't care about. Story in my life. <laughs> no, but like I take for, I just, you're my friend and it's like whatever. But to her, that was like a huge deal. Like yeah. she got a, a handed listing for her. So 
in my mind, in your mind, we can view that as she just got a couple thousand bucks. But in reality, what I didn't know is she hadn't done many listings before. So her thing today was, thank you so much because I got to actually like go through the process with a really easy bot, with a really easy person like Casey, and I got to go through the inspection response and all like so. Yeah, I made a little money when I sold it to you. You made a little money today when you closed on it. Gene made a little money when he flipped it. The HVAC guy made a little bit of money. Every, everybody, but Alice I learned a little bit of money. Today. Alice made a well, hopefully, <laughs> Alice made got a lesson and, and some experience today that can never be taken from her. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's what I've been getting excited about lately. I get, you know, money these days has come easier than it ever has. To be yeah. honest. Um, but what's fun is to watch in the middle of it the stuff that can't be taken away. You know, mm. you could take the money that you just made away. You'll blow it, you know, by the end of the year probably. And I already spent the money I made on that deal with you. And Gene already spent that money. But Alice, now you might have just made Alice a million dollars over the next 10 years. We sure. have no idea. But something that she learned in that transaction might have made a big deal to her. Yeah, that's what's even, really fucking cool. I mean, yeah. that's that's... That's what it's all about. Yeah, man. or even just going through a transaction and know you can you can now do it, and there's plenty more like that out there. I had no idea, um, and you helped me because I didn't know that we have an agent within our brokerage that was uncomfortable with listings. She basically told me, I don't even take listings or I pawn them off to other people because I don't feel comfortable with them. Mm. So now maybe she feels a little bit more comfortable and it's going to make us all more money. So it's the fucking circle of life, man. Yeah, man. Now I know what Simba was talking about. So what else? What have you done today, Adam? Just taking pictures of houses. Oh, okay. So it's funny, Adam. You took picture of the yeah, house in Valpo. Casey's house too. Casey house today. Yeah. Of the the lacrosse one. For Alice. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did you take pictures of it? Um, when were you guys ever going through? Oh, not today. No, no. This is like. Oh, I was like, why? When you guys first? I didn't authorize that. <laughs> so not only does Adam, if you guys don't know Adam in the background here, not only does he set up our podcast for us and hang out with us, but uh, he does our photos for our listings for our flips, and he does all the photos for. The real estate agents here. I mean, I think some of them might use someone else if they had a past relationship. But I know everybody loves Adam. We talked about that today. They're like, Adam's just the best. Adam yeah. this. Adam Any parties that. with Nathan on Saturday Adam's night to where, Adam, to where Nathan never wants to drink again. Oh, come on. Sometimes <laughs> Get out of here. Well, yeah, man. Cool. Well, congrats on that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah you got more one. in the pipeline? Yeah. Yeah. We're getting uh, we're getting a little overwhelmed. Is the church? Got Sam's Pierre. Sure. Yeah, we got, like I got I got three in San Pierre. I got a church. A couple other things. So I'm going to say something that I know because I, I I hope that people listen to this, but I don't mean to offend anybody if your business is based around flipping. But um, I'm just going to make a point that right now Casey has three flips going in San Pierre, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. One in Demont. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Anything else I need to know about Casey? We just closed the one today in Lacrosse, uh, and more than likely we'll find another one in the next couple of weeks. Um, Casey has three going. You flipped more this year. You flipped more houses than the average flipper out there. You flipped. You've made more money than most of the flippers out there have made, and you're not telling anybody about it. You don't have a shirt. You don't have a hat, and. Friends, friends out there that are in the business, I'm not saying it's not cool to have that stuff, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have that and be proud of your business name, but you don't need all that stuff to make a million dollars a year flipping houses. You really don't. That's a good what point. you need is fucking balls, and you need you need to have a good crew of people. You need to have good relationships. You know, yeah. I think that's the big thing. You know, it, I I watched 
I watched Undercover, Undercover Billionaire for the first time. Did you watch that with Grant, where Grant did no. it? So Grant did Undercover, Undercover Billionaire. So he basically went into Pueblo, New Mexico, or Pueblo, Colorado with 100 bucks and had to start a business. Okay. They followed three, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but they followed three different successful multimillionaires around. Two of them were women, one of them was Grant. They come into town with 100 bucks and they've got 90 days to create a million-dollar business. Two of them went out and bought things. They went out and got a job so that they could exchange dollars for hours. They went out and and were like kind of doing what everyone else kind of I think would do, which is I need to get my necessities met. I need to go find a place that I could rent for a little bit. I'll I'll exchange, you know, cleaning their toilets for a free room, whatever. Grant went out there and he basically convinced an RV, a guy that owns an RV place to let him sleep in one of the RVs for free. He just went in and made the relationship. He asked who the successful person in town was. He went and made friends with that guy and did a bunch of free shit for him for like 30 days. Like literally made this guy a bunch of money and asked for nothing to where then finally is like, all right, man, here we go. I need to, I need you to help me out. I need you to invest in my business. My point is, is that Grant's whole the reason he just plowed through that season is because he didn't give a fuck about anything other than building relationships. Yeah. That's all that it mattered to him. Yeah. Who's got the money in this neighborhood? Who's who's the successful person in the town? Now, there's other people around that look successful, other people around that might look cool and might have what he's like, this guy's got it going. I'm going to be friends with him. I'm going to help him out. I'm going to take care of him. They shut it down for COVID. Grant got a check from the guy, didn't cash it. You know, he did all these things. And like, in the end, I haven't seen how the story ends, but I know how it ends. Grant fucking killed it. Yeah. And I guess my point is, is this, is that if you're going to be, if you're thinking about starting a business or if you're thinking about flipping houses or you're thinking about being a photographer in real estate, if you're thinking about being a real estate agent or it doesn't even have to be in real estate, we could be in any industry. It's all about the relationships. It really is. That's it. You have to be friends with people. You have everything I've done this year has not been because of any of my own skill, but it's because of relationships I've kept. And the reason that you're good at what you do is because you treat Alice good. You don't her actually last name is good, but you don't treat Alice like shit. You didn't you didn't talk down to her. Every time you talked to her, you were polite to her and you guys had a sort of transaction. Yeah, life is better that way too. I've I've been on both sides of that. I'll say two things to your 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 point there. Um you know, I could look at it and be like, man, I've had a really good year. And um, people who don't know much about me can just be like, man, Casey really popped off in, in that in that business this year. Dude, I've been at this for a long time. And the reason yeah, I'm saying that yeah, is dude. Um, I was in my early 20s and I developed a relationship with somebody who went on to do like pretty impressive things to where now I could use my own money on deals or I have access to private money for as much as the deal makes sense. Yep. And the only reason I'm saying, it's like, I'm not trying to be a douche, but the only reason I'm saying that is, that's because I nurtured a relationship for like two decades. Yep. You know what I mean? Second thing, when it comes to like, you know, the shirt and overthinking it, and should I get an LLC, and do I need this, and should I, you know, should I get a dot .com because I'm gonna be a real estate investor? I had this thought recently, you and I probably talked about it, but every successful real estate investor that I personally know doesn't own a toolbox. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> Legit. point. Like, now I, I only have my sample, but even people that, you know, my, like my money guy who's in California who's extremely successful, I guarantee he does not <coughs> You probably make over seven figures this year in real estate, well over. No comment. <laughs> no comment. This, what can Nathan fix? Can Nathan change the light bulb in that right now? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, people, people uh, locally uh, here in the community. <laughs> What's that? So I had to help you work in the granite. <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> Pull on the side of the road. Adam changed yeah. a flat tire for me at one point, but 
could do that. Dude, you're right. Well, and I know there's exceptions to that. I know I know of a couple that I could think of right off the top of my head. I won't say their names, but I know there is another side to it that um, a couple of these guys I know are there every day working and sure. can do it. And, Plenty of money. But, they don't, but here's the thing. They don't have to. They yeah. they like doing it, and that's just their business model, so they do it. You and know? there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying no. that, but it just goes back to the overthinking. I've had plenty of conversations where, like, oh, you do the work yourself, bro, blah, blah, blah. You know, like... And so here's the other thing, though, too. So part of the reason why you don't have to do that is because you have relationships and resources to where you can get other people to do it. If you're brand new and you're just thinking about getting involved in it and you're just going to think that you're going to borrow money from somebody and borrow a crew from somebody and not be able to do shit and make money in it, it's probably not going to happen. True. There's probably three or four things that you need to be successful if you're going to be an invest like a flipper or a wholesaler you need to have access to money you have to have access to deals you have to have access to workers to do the work and you have to have access to good agents to get rid of the properties when they're gone and in the middle of that you should probably have a good attorney or somebody that you can if not an attorney someone better than you above you that you can bounce things off of if they come up in the deal right so if you don't have all of those things but you got a couple of them you can be successful if you have none of those things then you're probably never going to figure it out. So yeah. like, and I've, I've had this conversation. I had a guy one time say, well, I, I got a proposition. How about, it's a property I own. How about you let me flip the house. You loan, you loan, basically loan me the money to do the flip. Um, let me use your guys. I'll manage them. And then we'll split the profit in the end. And I'm like, well, what the fuck did you just yeah, bring to the great, table? Great bunch of that's a dumb, you, I, that's a dumb deal for me. <laughs> you know, you have to have something in it. So the fact that you don't have a toolbox means that you probably have all the other bases covered. Right. Some of these other guys may be lacking one of those other areas, but they can jump in there and get shit done if they so have to. I'll, so I'll there's, say this. I actually respect that hustle more so than the person who wants to go you know, set up a, a website for their yes. real estate business yep. before they've ever done anything. For right? sure. Because they're at least trying to like put together uh, a relationship with somebody <laughs> they know. That's how I got started, man. Like, yeah. You know, however many years ago, pretty much knocked on a guy's door and was a creep asking him to show me the way. Yeah. You know, like, and that that transitioned into everything, good, bad, or otherwise, right? Fuck yeah. This, that, or the other. This, that, and the other. Um. But you know, the point I wanted to make is like, I, I signed up for this, um, and I never do shit like this. But there's this guy, Rob Bailey. Who's like a, he's got a clothing brand, Flag nor Fail. He's like an entrepreneur. He's like an Andy Frisella kind of guy. Does, does a podcast. He's kind of like motivational. So I've been mm-hmm. following him, and he put together like a, you know, like a coaching kind of deal for for entrepreneurs, and it was like three hundred bucks a month or something like that. And I signed up for it, and again, I never do shit like that. And then you get into this like Facebook group, um, and I'm in this Facebook group, and then like, you know, people that are now in this coaching program, and we're all supposed to like. You know, just feed off share wins and stuff like that. And then very quickly, within like two days, I'm like, get me the fuck. (laughs) Seriously, because it's like, and I've and I've been on both sides of this, but it's like people asking questions were like, you know, you already know the answer. I was just gonna say, like looking for asking just to. It's just like a lot of do nothing kind of stuff. Where like, you hit a point where like when your day is like complete problem solving putting out fires, managing people, dealing with stuff, and actually making stuff happen when I'm, I'm really, really thankful to be there. You don't really tolerate that stuff anymore. Yeah. So when somebody comes to you and is like, hey, you know, I was thinking about this t-shirt design for my wholesale business, you're just, beat it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Beat it. You know, if somebody comes to you and is like, hey, I got this potential deal, or what if we did this, at least you're going to listen to that because yep. that's like an actionable thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, man. I love it. So uh, I think probably a big takeaway 
and I know this already, but just hearing it, I think is super important is how important relationships are, you know, like just yeah. if nothing else, like, you know, if you want to get, if you want to get going in a new area and you know, people that are in it and you've been good to people, you can, you know, you can at least have a, at least have a foot in the door. Um, I learned I, a lot of that from you, man. I well, really did. Here's the reality of it is I have probably, I probably on the surface have a lot of bad, re- like I have a lot of bad relationships, like people that don't like me or people that would say that we had a thing and it didn't work out. Sure. But it's because I give a lot of people a chance, you know. Yeah. And at the end of the day or at the end of the year, I think what I've realized is that I've made some good relationships over the years with people that matter. And, um, and, the, and as long as you're, as long as you do what you say you're going to do and as, and as long as you're honest, like, we'll be cool forever, you know. But it's the people that have expected a free ride or that have maybe um, expected more out of me than what I was ever willing to give or I ever said I would give. Those people I, I tend to just cut off. And so I think that there's – I guess what I'm trying to circle back to is I think that there's a there's – a, there's a both kind of thing in that. Number one, I think it's important to have these long-lasting relationships like you've made with Alan that is paying you today. I think my long-lasting relationships with like my attorney who has been through all of the good and all the bad and yeah. people, I think a lot of people, even people that listen to this, they think they know everything about me sure. and they think they know shit that happened with me. Well, they have no fucking clue what actually happened to me. But like that one relationship who rode all those all the waves with me has stuck with me and still invests in me and still sets me up in multi-million dollar deals because he knows the real story. The other side of that is that sometimes you get to know people and you think they're one way and then you find out that they're not really who you thought they were. I fucking cut those people as quickly yeah. as I can. I used to not do that. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is that I want to I want to like teach my kids the importance of a relation the importance of a good relationship, but also teach them the importance of the in the danger of a bad relationship. Sure. Like if someone's not serving me now and I don't mean like Adam, you have to be giving me stuff or doing something like if there's not a friendship there, if there's not like a like a at least mutual respect, it's it. done. We're done. I've yeah. I have I've lost all tolerance for that. And I think what is gonna happen for me over the next few years is I'm gonna start to see my circle get tighter and tighter and I'm gonna start to get it's going to be harder to get in my circle. It's going to be harder to get close with me. I let way too too many people in. So then when I slice them out like that, it makes me look like I'm an asshole. Yeah. You know? but, Adam, could we see your circle? And, yeah. Show, show us your circle. Jesus Christ, put your pants on, Adam. Uh, Good stuff. So I got a whole... You had a big week with... Uh, a pad of paper? <laughs> You had a big week with some stuff you've been following online and, and on, on the television. I don't know, not really. So I'll be honest. I have, I have, I have my old phone that I can't make calls on, but I can like get on YouTube and stuff if I'm in Wi-Fi. Okay. So I've been, I've kept that phone on YouTube with the Kyle Rittenhouse trials nonstop. Yeah. All week long, I've been completely obsessed with it. Although today I've been way too busy, I haven't had a chance to. Do you know anything that happened today, or have you? I don't. I have know. no idea. I, I'm getting. But all dude, my I'm telling you, I have been completely obsessed with that. Completely yeah. obsessed. Do you know about it, Adam? You know who Kyle Rittenhouse yeah, is. I, I, but we talked about that last week a bit, didn't we? I don't know if we did. Not. Not. I don't think on a podcast. So he's a kid that went to. I guess if you don't know the story, he's a kid that that. He, he went up to Kenosha, Wisconsin during the rioting. After, he's from Illinois. He's from Illinois, and yeah. he went to Wisconsin. He's 17 years old with an AR-15 with a bunch of other, like, you know, maybe, like, 
aspiring military type kids and and adult men, a lot of which were police officers or army or whatever. But anyway, their job was to go up there and help, I guess, stand guard and and help defend a friend's business or other businesses that were needing because riders were literally going through and just destroying the place. Yeah. And and what ended up happening is he shot three people, two of which died. One of them. Oh no shit! I guess I didn't realize. Two that. died. One got his arm blown off. Wow. <clears throat> so. This guy immediately was labeled a murderer, yeah. and he may be found a murderer. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah. That's what's gonna be determined over the next couple of weeks through this jury. Dude, you made a really good point. Not to, not to derail, but like, uh, I could, you, you know, you're seeing like the sentiment of what's happening, and it looks like the prosecution is a complete joke. A complete right? joke, like, and, and it is a complete joke. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, but. Here's what, we're seeing. Here's what we're seeing. Here's <laughs> what we're seeing. It's up to the jury. What? So there's a lot. I could talk all day about this, but there's a lot of a lot of layers to this entire thing. One of which being, it's not really up to the judge. It's not up to me. It's 100 in the in the hands of the jury, and that's one of the things that this country was founded on is the the you know jury by your peers. So this is a supposedly unbiased, neutral group of people from different walks of life that are going to supposedly listen to all the details, view all the evidence, and then come to a decision on this on this case. However, we live in a world that is completely influenced by what stream of media you focus on, so it's impossible for these people to be completely unbiased. So they've probably come into the courthouse with some opinion already on, on this particular case or this situation, sure. and now it's up to these two sides, one being the defense attorneys and the prosecuting attorneys, to argue out and determine the fate of this kid. And what's really, really been interesting to me, and I think what sucked me into this thing, is that it's probably a case that should have never even been brought to trial in the first place. Are we able to hear this okay? Yeah. I noticed you never put headphones on today, but yeah, you can tell that it's good. Okay. It's probably a case that should have never been brought to trial in the first place, which means... Why do you say that? Well, because I think if you look at the way that the whole thing happened... It was pretty clearly self-defense. I mean, from the beginning, he was there with a purpose. He was there to protect and help people. The way that it happened, he was attacked. He was, I mean, he was, he was, a a shot was fired. A guy ran after him. He shot the guy. Then as he's running away from that guy's friends who he just shot, they tackle him, hit him with the skateboard. He shoots the guy as he's hitting with the skateboard. Then another guy comes with a gun pulled and he shoots that guy. Gotcha. He stands up. Was the first guy armed? The first guy, I don't know that he was armed, but someone fired a shot and he didn't know who did it. Okay. So the, there was shots fired before Kyle Rittenhouse fired his first weapon, so her first his first shot. So he has these guys chasing him. He turns around, a shot is fired. This guy's running at him, and he shoots him. Prior to that, that guy had already been instigating. There's videos of him pushing flaming dumpsters, and I mean the guy was just causing right. trouble. This is also the guy who's. Did you watch the video? Or um, yeah, I think it's just been a while. Yeah, but well, the first he, guy he killed, I think, is is that's the Rosenbaum or, guy. Okay, and that's the one who was a convicted convicted uh, child. Pedophile, yes, right? he was a pedophile. And there's, but here there's, I am now, like using that against him, like, you know. Well, that's it. We have way too much information right. now. So that's the problem: is that he, I think that most cases you would look at. I mean, I think most of the time a scenario like that, when there's multiple people shot, and, and you know, it's it's going to be sticky. And that's why you probably would never. That's why I would never even allow myself to be in that situation. Sure. Right? It was a mistake on his end to be there. Yeah. But. There's video of it. It's obvious he was being attacked. Yeah. The fact or the point of him being of legal age to have a rifle is really not 
relevant in that. I mean, that's a whole other issue that will be decided on his, you know, they'll be decided what the penalty is of it. However, my point is this. It's such a politicized thing that because immediately as that happened, one side of this country viewed this guy as a racist, um, anarchist, terrorist. Like they they viewed this, they, they labeled this kid, the media labeled him as something that he wasn't. Sure. That he pretty much didn't have a fair shot. He so never I'll, got a I'll fair shot. I'm advocate, not that I'm, I'm yeah. advocating for this, but like part of the narrative for them, you know, these these quote unquote peaceful protests is everything's on fire and you know diesel pickup trucks are being blown up and yeah. all that shit right um, you know part of what they're what they're protesting are are you know injustices caused by cops and stuff like yep. that and now you have a kid a white kid shoot a bunch of people and the cops basically just take them off and put them in the, in the cop car nicely and take yeah. them home right just playing the other side a little bit like. What the fuck? So (laughs) here's the thing. Right. Here's my here's my opinion of it. I'm going to tell you what's been interesting about it to me and what I what I'm it's not even about that kid. I don't know the kid and I don't know. I don't if he goes to prison or not. It's not going to really in a couple weeks. I'll forget about this and be on. But right now I'm interested in it for a few things. Number one, there's a part of me that has been watching this world sort of just unravel over the last couple of years and watch people that are so-called standing up for what they believe in on one side of the fence, whether that be abortion or racism or the president or vaccines or whatever, it's perfectly okay for certain people to stand up for what they believe in. But yet this kid, I mean, if you think about it, he put himself in harm's way. There's documented footage of this kid going out and helping people. He's putting out fires, like actual fires. He's de-escalating conflict between people. He's got a medic bag. He's helping bandage up. The people that 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 ultimately are putting him in the situation he's in, he just minutes before that was helping bandage them when they got hurt because they cut themselves on glass they were throwing at cops. So there's also a part of me that's like, God, like... Who, if this kid's not going to stand up for it, who is? You know, good for this kid. At least he was out there trying. I know for a fact that I have to believe that no human really wants to take the life of another human. I think that no matter how many video games you play and how many bad things you want to say about cops, I don't think anybody really wants to do that. That's something that I've never had to do, and I don't even personally know anybody that has that I know of. But, um, that's something that once it happens, it never leaves you. That yeah. haunts you for the rest of your life. So I think that it's important to have a weapon. I carry a gun. I have a gun on me right right now. I always think it's important to be protect yourself. But God, I don't want to have to use it. Yeah, that's I not think, why you carry I think that it. Was when I initially we, we did, like how was that a year ago? Maybe longer. It was about a, a year ago. Yeah, a year and a month actually. ago. I think it was in August. But initially hearing it, I was like, man, that's just a sad fucking story. Like how many lives were just ruined? Yeah. Now. Again, you hear more information, and I'm like, okay, the pedophile got shot. Don't really care about that anymore. So yeah. they start to become numb to certain things. But I'm like, you know, the narrative was his parents, his Rittenhouse kid's parents, or somebody dropped him off, you know, with this gun. Um, then I started thinking, like, well, holy shit. If, you know, we're, we're watching all of this at a distance, even though Kenosha is not far from here, dude. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, that's, that's a... I've been through it a million times. A million <laughs> times, dude. If, you know, this was here or... 
you know, my, my little deal in Couts I had or the little deal in Valpo, like, and I was like, hey, man, you know, they're supposed to be lighting shit on fire tonight. And I have this little business where I have inventory and stuff. Like, yeah. will you come help me? I know a handful of guys, you being one of them, that would come and come armed. And we try to protect because, oh, my God, I have this investment. This is my life. This is yeah. how, I, how I take care of my family. And, you know, I look at it from that sense where it's like, what the fuck's he doing? And blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, like you said. I mean, that, and that's, a, that's ultimately it, what happened. Who's going to do it? That's that, 100%. That's ultimately what happened. They, protect the they were they were being instigated by the Antifa people saying, oh, you guys got rifles. What are you going to do with them? Are you going to shoot me? So, like, yeah. they basically, here you have these guys that are saying, I, if I don't stand and protect my business, it's going to be burned to the ground and I'm going to yes. lose everything. So I'm going to stand and there. And you know what? Nobody gives a fuck about that business. Nobody right? cares. Like, there's no, like, it's just chaos. There. Yeah. Nobody's there to take care of it. So you have... Do you have that on the line? So then they say, okay, well, we're going to stand there armed and protect it. Well, now they're being put in a situation where these people that are unarmed and or armed, in this case, this one guy was, who are now instigating throwing shit, throwing rocks, breaking concrete to throw concrete at them. Like, at what point, like, at what point do we just say, hey, you guys figure it out? Yeah. I mean, that's all, that's kind of what I so feel, that, that's yeah. kind of what I feel like this has turned into. Like, I, I don't, I know that there's, this is, this is what, this is what I think the big argument is, is that, well, that guy murdered that guy, so he's at fault. Right. Okay, well, also, those people trespass, so if you trespass, then you should be able to protect your property, right? Well, yes, but no, not if we're riding. If we're riding, it's okay. Okay, yeah. well, this kid's 17, so he shouldn't have a gun, right? Right, he shouldn't have a gun, okay. So then he's a minor, so he's the responsibility of his parents. So none of this should matter. His parents should be on trial. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying like, where do we, where do <laughs> we, complicated. where do we stop this, <laughs> Pretty complicated right? Deal, and right? then you say, okay, you can carry a weapon, but you can only use it if you're being harmed or if you're being threatened. Well, being harmed or being threatened is pretty, I guess, subjective to the person that's sure. feeling harmed or threatened, right? Yeah. So, like, now it's up to a jury and also the opinion of the public whether this kid was in enough harm to use his weapon. And that's fucking scary to me. Yeah, it really It is. scares me to think that now, I mean, really, my right to protect myself is only there if the circumstances are really cool with everyone else. Right. That's kind of what it is. So... Because we even have video footage that the guy was in, he was thrown to the ground, hit in the head with a skateboard, and the other guy had a gun. Yeah. That should be all I need to hear. Black and white. Boom, boom, you're done. Yeah. Shouldn't have come over by me. Yeah. But that's not the case. Now he's, his, and this is what's been wild about it, his, his sent, his, his original, his original, I guess what you would call it would be his, uh, what do they call it? He hasn't been sentenced yet, but he was charged with several counts of murder to where his sentence, because of those charges, would be basically life in prison Over, without, yeah. without parole. He, he has no chance of ever getting out. So now this kid is in court, and this is what I'm going back to your whole point of why we're here right now, is now we're able to watch a live stream of this court process going on, and we're actually able to watch both sides, the prosecuting and the, the prosecuting attorneys and the defense attorneys, argue out this case on live TV for us all to see, and you get to hear, and we're going to watch the fate of this 17-year-old kid who did not make a decision to go murder somebody. He made a decision to go help somebody. So I think that's kind of where I'm like, what do we... Do we do we go back and do we say every little mistake that was made along the way? Because there was a lot of mistakes made there by a lot of different people, starting with burning and looting, yeah. running around the streets like animals, yeah. right? His intentions were not to go kill people. 
his gun was there to protect him in case fuckheads like that did what they did. So, like, I kind of feel my opinion, and I, I don't know what everyone else thinks about this, but I kind of feel like it was justified. I mean, I feel bad for him. I also wouldn't want my 17-year-old to go do 100%. that. I would never encourage it. Yeah. And I think that if there's any lesson to be learned here, it's this is – we don't live in the wild, wild west anymore. Though it may appear to be that way, and sometimes you might get a, a couple days – and I even kind of – feel that way sometimes like last year when COVID was going on I'm like man if it gets crazy you know fuck dude now I I don't want to be in that place like the last place I want to be now is in a Walmart where there's an active shooter and I have to make a decision do I fire my weapon or not because now I know that Kyle Rittenhouse just got strung up to dry because he did that you know it's a a fucking scary place to be what's what's been fun to watch though is it's it's fun um, and it just goes back to kind of what we were even talking about last week where like now I could sit there at home and just get sucked into this trial. I'm yeah. I'm I'm just a guy in Indiana that literally knows every little detail of this case now because I can watch it on a live stream. That that is and the American way though. We, dude. we we like every once in a while get obsessed with a certain thing and we all really latch on. Yeah. Like I, I would have to think that like Casey Anthony is a good example. I'm sure those stories happen all the time. Yeah. Probably every day. <laughs> well, yeah, but like that, that story on. you had to wait until the news came out the next day until right. 2020 did a special on right. it until right, yeah. whatever deal. Yeah. but now it's like oh I want to know what's going on at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial let me just yeah. log into the it's court just, it's like, almost too much though because then it's like okay I want to find out what everybody else is thinking let me go on Twitter and it's like oh yeah. no well and a good example of that is you can go right now on the NWI Times page and you can see all the arguments. first of all they're very very like they want Kyle Rittenhouse to die. Sure. So like you'll see them them post something with yeah. a with a caption below it and then you'll see 500 comments, 250 which are he's innocent, you guys are crazy and 250 yeah. he this is America, he's good for him. I'm standing it's just complete division, you know. Yeah, I think that's what it, you know, that kind of sums it all up um what even got us here to begin with. You know, you have an entire city being burned, complete chaos, and, you know, CNN reporters standing there with, you know, a building on fire behind them saying, you know, it's it's mostly peaceful and, you know, I mean, saying some of the most, like, absurd things to people who are just seeing something very different. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, where I become, this is what happens, this is what pushes, like, normal people farther, like, extreme because... You know, if you look at what that was, really, he was there to protect somebody's business against, like, a bunch of these fucking, like, misfits that are just kind of lost in the world, yeah. right? That's what all this shit's always been, it is. dude. It's never been about, like, George Floyd and a cop kneeling on somebody's neck. It's never been about, I don't even, what happened in Kenosha? Why were they doing it there? So there was a, a and that's, that's. Oh, it was the guy that, um, okay, I'm sorry. Another was guy. The Jacob Blake Yes, guy? Jacob Blake. Yeah, that's yep. what it was. Which was a pretty nuanced situation it if was. I remember, it right? Really he was. was trying to kill the baby mama or something yes. like that. And then- it was that's the whole that's the whole point is this whole thing was over people standing up and we're gonna go and protest over something that probably shouldn't have been protested. Yeah. That was kind of fucked up. It was kind like, of fucked up. It really was. Yeah. And we can do better than that. Yeah, dude. I mean we're gonna burn some Jesus shit. We can, we can Christ. And then yeah, so anyway, that that's what I've been doing this week is I've 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 been wrapped up in but you know what's cool though? I can say this. Um I get I get consumed with it because I'm interested in it. I'm not like I'm not gonna argue with anybody over it. You know, Same. like I don't really yeah. care. I shouldn't say I don't care. What I care about is not Kyle Rittenhouse and it's not the 
the the people that died as much as I, I feel bad for the families who had to lose a loved one over something so stupid. I feel bad for the 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 for Kyle Rittenhouse's family who now is no matter what has now lost the son that they once knew sure. regardless whether sure. he was a prisoner or not. But what it does for me is a, it does two things. One, it really shows me that there's a lack of fatherhood in this country. Like my dad would have never in a million trillion gajillion years let me do that. Right? Be Kyle Rittenhouse? Yes. Yeah. And also, my dad would have never let me go ahead. run around and yeah. light shit on fire. Yeah. And that kid, those those guys that were there, that that first guy Rosenbaum, he was fucking old enough to know better. He was in his thirties, I think. You know, yeah. he was like a he was an older you know an older guy. I think younger than us, but closer. He should have had work the next day. There's no reason right. he should have been out yeah. fucking around with that. Like to me, like the the issue of of whether or not the the jury's going to decide if. Kyle Rittenhouse goes to prison or not. It's like so much deeper than that to me that like, where did, how did we, we get, how did our, dude. how do now we have this we world where like, somewhere. A, again, I understand that there are situations where people don't have dads in their lives. Sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's just a thing that happens. But, there's a lot of dads out there with kids that aren't being dads and someday your kid might be in a situation where because they didn't have guidance, they're going to make a decision to go and participate with a bunch of other fucking loser kids, try to light shit on fire, and they're going to get shot by some other Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. kid because they weren't at home because they had to work the next day. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So, like, I, I, Why on earth is it okay to go spend your night lighting the fucking city on fire? Yeah. It would never be okay in my house. As I've gotten older, as my kid's gotten older, you know, my, my daughter will she's in high school so she'll reference you know a kid and blah 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 and the first thing I ask is what you know like what's the well this and the, and the parents are never together it's always like it's always obvious right yeah um, Rogan was or uh, Shapiro was on Rogan this week you listen to it hmm. it's really good no I, I, I would love to though um, I'd love to be part of an inside joke yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he talks about a study that was done on you know basically single parent households being the biggest detriment to this country like yeah. by far not only that but like they could track it to where um, single parent households that overwhelm certain neighborhoods it, it's like quantifiable mm. right so even if somebody comes from a two parent household but overwhelmingly it's a single family single parent sure. neighborhood that there's a detriment there right yeah. which you know, I mean, that's, that's, it's pretty obvious what's been going on. Um, how do I know the fucking point about um, the Wisconsin stuff? But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think what you just said is, is important. And, I, and also, too, you know, I, I understand that. Go ahead. Did you get it? Yeah, but I'm going to kind of go a different way. But what, what I'm really curious to see, you know, so you could, regardless of what happens with Rittenhouse, there's going to be people who are going to say he's a murderer, hang that kid. Well, he is a murderer. He killed somebody. Yes. So that's the other thing. Okay. People are like, or is, is he, he a, a murderer or not? No, he's a murderer. He killed somebody. Yeah. yeah. The question is whether it was okay that he did it or not. Sure. That's, that's really good point. That's it. There's I mean, people that are going to hate him, fry him, and there's people who are going to are going to prop him up as a patriot and a hero, yeah. right? I think regardless, unless something like really important changes, fundamentally changes, we're going to see more of this shit. Yeah. We're going to see more vigilante stuff happen. I was talking earlier about... This little video clip of this guy walking into this little woman's boutique in San Francisco. You know, he's got a mask on because we're all going to die from a virus. And basically just grabs as much stuff as he could, 
broad daylight and walks out and this poor lady's just sitting there who probably owns the place you know again going back to risk and protecting your stuff and why like i could i could start to justify what rittenhouse did she's just standing there like and you know what there's nothing she can do because this fucking crazy state has decriminalized everything like they've decriminalized shoplifting up to a certain amount and you can make a phone call and nobody's coming to save her so you know what's going to happen she's going to stick up for herself or somebody's going to dress up like Batman pretty soon (laughs) and just go stand out there and just start hitting people over the head with bats it's going to happen dude wait is that why he was Batman oh no Uh, yeah, bats. Uh, I like my Batman with a baseball. Bat. <laughs> you like your Batman have a baseball bat, dude? That's a good point. You know, you know? What I mean? so it's, good. it's coming. It's coming. It's well, one of two things is going to happen: either someone, either that type of thing is going to start happening, or people are just going to get out of control, and then businesses are going to shut down, and like people are going to be afraid to do stuff like that. Dude, it's crazy though. Like what? And I don't know. Like, don't ever download Twitter. I need to take it off my phone. But like, if you get in the comments of like one of those videos. You see, like, people justifying it. People who have PhDs, people who are professors at some fucking college you never heard of. Like, this is what happens when you let corporate America get out of hand. This, and, and like, there was another one in Connecticut where these people backed up this suburban and they came out with probably 10 grocery cart loads of, like, Tide and dish soap and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know if you've seen this, but it was, it was in Connecticut the other day. And um, for some reason, that must be a high margin item that they can go resell and, and make a bunch of okay. money on. People are like defending this by saying, "Well, if you let corporate America get, if you keep, the, you know, if you keep billionaires, you know, getting richer and stuff like that, like everyday people that are teaching children who are like, you know, behind you in the gas station paying for gas, it's insane, dude. It's insane. I don't. I don't even. I can't, yeah, I don't even I don't even know, I don't even know what to say about that. I it like it stresses it like bother it bothers me to even think that that like that it's okay that, that because a because a company makes a bunch of money that it's okay to steal from them it or or is that kind of what you're saying? Is I that, think so. That's, yeah, that's what it if, is. Like, know, like the idea that and look, there's you know capitalism at some point is flawed, right? Like yeah. you have this ever growth like mentality, and at some point there is on some level going to be haves and have nots, right? But like, if you're driving a suburban, you're doing okay. And I don't care if it's a, a '98 suburban. Dude, I just talked. You're to, doing all right. I just talked. I was talking with somebody last night about this. She said, when I grew up, my parents had a C-class Mercedes, and so everyone in school said I was rich. They thought my parents were rich because we had a forty thousand dollar car. The my friend, the same kid who was calling me rich, dad drove a Silverado that was worth more than my mom's yeah. car. Oh, yeah. They called me rich, you know. <laughs> like that, that, that's how it is with my Audi. Like I paid twenty, low twenties for an Audi, but there's people who are like give me the weird look. Hundred percent. I drive a sixty thousand dollar truck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a Lexus versus Camry, the yeah. same car, different <laughs> logos, but a very different interpretation. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I think uh, I think what. I think what's what bothers me, if anything, the, the I'm interested in these situations. I like to hear about them, and it's like it's it's really just my entertainment more than anything. Sure. It doesn't I don't, I don't get worked up about it. What works me up a little bit is to see that like people's state people's baseline for what's right and wrong has just changed a lot. You know, even yeah. since I was a kid, like I don't know, and and I I think that. I see too much, I, or I hear about too many 
situations where people are caught in posi- caught in situations like the Rittenhouse thing or like whatever, and it's and it's now we're debating on whether what they did was okay or not okay. But really, if you just kind of go back to it, like shouldn't have been there in the first place, right? The person that's complaining about Walmart having making too much money, you shouldn't be at home with all that fucking time in your hands in the first place. You should yeah. have a job or yeah. whatever the case is. Sure. You know? And then what, what makes that very difficult is there are people who have actual challenges and things going on in their life and it's going to make it difficult to determine who's actually worthy of the entitlements or the the, the things that the government or that people would offer to people in those situations and who's just sitting back trying to get well, it for free. Well, that's couldn't you that's make the challenge. argument that the majority of what's happening is purely based on the fact that we just have it too good overall? Probably. You know? But what do you do, though? I mean, either it gets worse and there's bacon. More. Bacon becomes 11 bucks for a couple of years and people appreciate it again. Or they stop eating it or, yeah. you know, or there's just more carnage. So that's that was my mom the other day. She said, you know... However many years ago, I'd pay two forty nine for a pound of bacon, and then I remember it was like three forty nine, and it's, it seemed really expensive. Yeah. And now it's a le- she said that she, a pound of bacon was eleven bucks the other day, and that sucks, you know. But do you know what'll happen? They'll just stop eating bacon, you know. Yeah. Find something else to well, eat. I think I think you made a good point too. Or people start appreciating stuff. Yeah, you just yeah bacon once a week. Maybe <clears throat> maybe we shouldn't eat bacon every day. You know, yeah. not that they do, but I'm just saying. Or if you like, do make it, you should make sure you eat it, and you have enough people that are going to eat it, and you actually feed. You know, it's uh, not waste. Or... Dude, what a great day. You know what's not great though? I'll be honest. This fucking daylight savings time is pissing me off. Yeah, there's always a week of weirdness. Oh, it's bad. Like yeah. this week I've been struggling to get up. Everyone's fucking tired and crabby. Like, yeah. like getting darker this early, like it just kind of it just kind of messes with me a little bit. And then in the morning, I wake up. I usually get up at 5.30 or 6 and it's dark and now it's light out to where I feel like I'm behind. Yeah. I'm yeah, waking up, up like, oh, yeah. frantic, you know. Yeah. Um, Hey, you mentioned you talked about Dave Portnoy. What's that about? So Dave Portnoy, I mean, um, I know who he is, but so they're trying to cancel him. So I, I didn't realize this, but like, so he owns uh, Barstool. Um, you ever see any of their stuff? Like, dude, it's a massive company now. I mean, I think they're publicly traded. Yeah, um, huge. The sports book is like insanely big, um, and I think he's officially like a billionaire now. Portnoy. We'll look it up. Which is like pretty amazing. So he's kind of like he's kind of like a Dana White almost, you know, where he's become a billionaire and he's very unapologetic about everything. I don't know if you've noticed that about him, but he's like, you know, he'll go to dinner with Trump and everybody hates him for that, and he'll like say whatever. Um, but he had like a sex tape come out recently. Dave Portnoy did. Yes, and he's into some weird shit. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, like, I'm Googling it as we talk right now. The sex tape? Well, not that, but I'm going to... Oh, your boy watched it. Yeah, it's a little it's a little out there. But um, he... Uh, and it was like some Instagram influencer where like just some like hardcore, like hardcore shit, right? Anyhow, this um, Business Insider, which I guess is like a blog, website, I guess media publication. The CEO is like trying to cancel him and basically got these women together that have been with Dave Portnoy okay. to come out and say all this stuff that he, you know, you know, basically raped them and, and there was like some non-consensual stuff. Okay. And, you know, this dude's just such a savage where he's got all the text messages and like did a live on Facebook basically um, 
proving his innocence before they could even escalate it, right? Turns out the CEO of Business Insider is a complete like hack. He's got some SEC fraud charges. He's done some insider trading stuff. He's um, he's like desperate to keep his business going and, and you know, Portnite's Portnite. I don't know why I mentioned or why we should even talk about it, but kind of in the spirit of like fake media, trying to control every narrative. We were talking about stuff like that. And, you know, people who might have views that disagree from your views, um, you feel like you need to... Shut them up. Shut them up and cancel them. You know, and I think yeah. that's, that's what... Because Portnoy, to be honest, Portnoy's one of those guys, he could be president. After what happened in 2016 with Donald Trump, he has such a... Portnoy has such a loyal following that he could be president he of probably country. win just as from, crazy as that sounds yeah. remember people would be like oh the rock could be president well that's what happened with nuts? But like, yeah the yeah, rock could, could probably be president he could for sure <coughs> excuse me um, so I have a I have a, a little bit of a um, like it's weird to me that that we've gotten to a place where people try to just ruin people like yeah. that. So like, I don't know, I'm just hearing about this and as I was trying to look it up and I got a text at the same time about something else, but like, like, so, all right, so Portnoy did whatever he did, he's got a sex tape, whatever. So that, so now there's gonna be a group of people that wanna like shut him down, right? Sure. Is that the goal? I oh, mean, yeah. is there, yeah. but like, what's funny is that now there's some people in this world that are powerful enough that that just can't happen. Like, right. you might hurt him for a month or two, yeah. but you're not gonna like, you're not going to kill them. You're not yeah, going to end up. What's funny to me is to see the people who want to cancel people most of the time are fucking pathetic. Like, 100%. Pathetic. 100%. And what does it ultimately boil down to? Is it really is it really the, the sex tape or whatever it was that got them pissed off? Or are people just jealous of him because he's I think, fucking... I think there's that. I think there's... You know, it's, it's the Trump thing where, like, if you remember, they kept trying to... To cancel Trump during the initial election, and every time it just deflected and it backfired because enough yes. people like grabbed by the pussy, like they just they manufactured stuff. Like that was a real one, but like there was like a peeing on somebody in Russia or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, know, you, I just, don't know. Like, you started to lose track after yeah. a while, but every time he bounced back, and now his numbers like skyrocket, right? And I think we um, we're going to continue to see more and more of that. Hopefully, I think people are just fed up, you know. I don't know, man, but I think uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna research this, not the sex tape part, but I'm gonna I want to learn more about it and see. But we watched it with Chappelle. Research, yeah. <laughs> we watched the Chappelle thing happen. That was that was yeah. already gone. Yeah. Like you already forgot about it. You mentioned uh, Louis C.K. That happened with him. Uh, Dalia. Um, it's like people get to a point, and then people are just sitting back waiting for them to fuck up to try to. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I'm just. Oh. I'll just laugh at this. Imagine that being your existence, though, you know? To wait for somebody? Yes. Well, here's the thing. Yes. I, let me say this with full disclosure. I by no way, by any shape or form, want to compare myself to Portnoy or any of these people. However, people try to do that to me. Oh, yeah. They like people, some you fucking loser-ass pussies want, wanted me to fail, and I'm yeah. nothing. I'm nobody. And then when you don't, they're like even madder about oh, yeah. it. And I got one particular who's just a little loudmouth that always has something to say. And it's like, dude, you're just pissed that, yeah, you, Adam, fuck you. No, but you know, you're just pissed. You're just pissed that what you thought about me wasn't true yet, right? And I remember actually having this conversation with Kevin one time because there was a time where Pete, there was a lot of rumors about me. And Kevin's like, they're going to be even more, they're going to hate you even more when they find out the truth and when they see that you're better off than you were. Oh, yeah. And I, and I think I've had a few people that I've 
had some good conversations with, and I, I may even told you about a text I got from somebody that was like, hey man, I feel really bad, I didn't have your back, there's people talking shit, and I kind of participated in it. Mm. It's really cool of them to say that. But then there's others that now I'm really seeing, like, oh, you motherfucker, you're the one. And I thought he, I thought this one particular person, I thought was my friend, you know, but yeah. but it's interesting, and I know how that affects me. I'm a person still, so it bothered it bothered me then, and it, it if I say it doesn't bother me now, I'd be lying, but like, it, it kind of hurts your feelings, or gives you a weird feeling to think that somebody would be out there trying to trying to mess up what you have yeah and i think that there's someone out there with energy to there is somebody out there with enough energy to to be like i think it goes back to the fact that we got it too easy so can you imagine being that could be like a money grab for somebody it is not not in like your case necessarily but like a portnoy or whoever fuck yeah or that could be a career for somebody so i don't even know that it is because i think that maybe it's a money grab for people I think that just deep down, people are fucking miserable, sick, and they just don't want anybody else to be Couldn't doing well. Couldn't you make the argument, if you look at, like, take a CNN or, or these, like, major media outlets where, like, you know, the money is in the click, right? So, yeah. like, that's where the clickbait comes from, these headlines, blah, blah, blah. Like, it has to start there. Sure. Right? So that's the money grab. And then do people just enough, like, goes on to where they start believing what they're putting out? Like, Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But... I, I I actually think that the, the we just talked about we've talked about Kyle Rittenhouse and we've talked about this Dave Portnoy thing and it it directed us into even a little bit of shit that I went through and I think at the at the, the core of all of it is that there's a group of people in this world and there's a group of people right here in this fucking city that we live in that are just lost mm-hmm. they don't have anything to they have nothing to be excited about in their life yeah. I think and I can and I know some really good people that I love that sometimes fall into that where they're just caught up and worrying about what other people are doing and it's like man I don't have enough time to worry about that. Yeah. Like the fact that somebody is taking the time to go and try to cancel Dave Portnoy, like I can you even imagine making that your goal for the month to try to put together a thing to try to go against him? I had a thought about or, that this morning. Or anybody for yeah. that matter, let alone somebody locally. Yeah. I mean, really, like Here's a here's a good example. It doesn't directly correlate, but they're building um I don't know, some new fucking auto parts store in, in Demont that I drive by. Oh, congratulations. Thank you, man. It's a big deal. We have a Napa, <laughs> Praise God. an O'Reilly, an Advance, and a Taco Bell. A Taco Bell. You drive by and um there's a guy blowing up the big inflatable rat. Oh know, my I'm god. I'm not a union guy. I've never been in a union. I know unions stand for a lot of good stuff and a lot of people that I, I'm friends with and love are in unions. So it's not it's not to knock the union at all. But I just thought about that guy. It was cold today. He's blowing up the rat. And I'm like, man, that's like, that's I, I don't know how that works. Like, did he, did he do something? You know, it's like, fucking, hey, John, you keep fucking up. You go, you're on rat duty. Yeah, you're on oh, rat duty. I gotta do the rat or duty. Or somebody like, I'm on it, guys. No, I think I'm that there's. I'm gonna blow that rat up so good. And I'm gonna sit there. <laughs> and I'm gonna sit in my, my car. And I'm gonna sit right next to that rat. And that's my existence. And I'm like, or is it probably it's a, there's an opportunist out there that goes around and says, hey, if you've ever got a strike or if you've got someone you wanna go against, I've got a rat. I've got a fucking. Hopefully I've got, it's and, that. and I will come Hopefully to your place, and for five hundred bucks a day, I'll sit out front, and I'll just be. I mean, Best maybe that's what it is. I hope it's some like. <laughs> that's what I was pig opportunity. That's what I always. That's what I'm always thinking. Well, you know what's funny to me? All right, so I'd wear a rat. I'd be the rat. Again, you you prefaced with you the union thing. I I know people in union, and I. Like a couple of my really good friends are like union electricians, union, uh, two union electricians I can think of specifically. I love those guys. They're my friends and I would never want to like talk down on what they do. So I won't even comment on it because I don't know enough about it. However, 
like really like you're gonna like like go through all the trouble like the the rat thing because you didn't use union and all like can we just go to work you know like yeah. it's not even about the union it's not about union or not union I drive by those things and I'm like who has the time for this same thing with Kyle Rittenhouse same thing with Dave Portnoy who has the time for this who's, who's man in the rat also, the guy that's man in the rat generally has like a giant hooded sweat, a giant jacket, and he's on his phone. He doesn't give a fuck. So that's that's a good point, though. So you'll reference your two buddies that are union electricians, and I, I know who you're talking about. And they wake up every day, and they go to work, and they work their butts off. They're not and the so representation of that. They're negative. not. And, <laughs> and I, could, I could understand the value that they see in a union because they're working for a VP, a massive company. For sure. Who at some point could probably take advantage of that. 100%. And, and their whole life can go by and they could get screwed, right? Yes. So I, I see the value in that. 100%. I don't get the rat though. I don't know, I don't get the rat either. I don't get either. the guy in front of the rat. But does it work? I mean, so the rat is probably the original it cancel. It call. Like, That's they're, the point. They're the the rat is the original, like, I'm gonna try to cancel call, cancel Portnoy, I'm gonna cancel fucking right. Chappelle. It's, and it doesn't work. It's the same thing. Dude, Every one of those, there was a rat in front of the girls' school, for which was really annoying. When I used to drop them off at school, I had to, you'd have to go through the school parking lot and you have to come out. And Dude, when they were, like, like, well, one thing. time I was leaving, I was stopped in line and this guy come, these guy comes up to my window, two guys walk up to me. They're like, they bang on my window and I'm like, can I help you? They're like, who do you work for? And they thought I was part of like the work because I was in a I was in my Denali and I think they thought I was like one of the non-union people that was there. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, who do you work for? And I'm like, doesn't matter who I work for, but you've got like one second to get the fuck away from my car. And like, dude, I lost my mind in this guy and they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. But like, Really, just go to work, bro. Like, well, hey, dude, what if you did work for that? <laughs> what if I now did? What? You're yeah, going to work. What are you going to do? Beat me <laughs> up? Like, right. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just like crazy. Like, all this energy. And, like, I'm like, hey, man, That's I just, it, I'm on my way to work. Energy, like, I, I just dropped resources. I, I literally left there and I'm like, this guy just like confronted me and his other friends did. It could have escalated to something unnecessary. All I want to do is drop my kids off and go to fucking work. Like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with your rat or I don't care who builds this mire. I just want to be able to order food and have it delivered to my house yeah. through shipped. You know, like, I don't care who builds it. And that's the other thing, too. Like, we, you know, at the, at the like core of most people, most of the like, I think, working class, like people like us who, who like are the ones contributing to like we don't really care i don't care if that's built union or not i want for my friends for it too but ultimately yeah. i just want it to get built sure so like if you have to if i have to pick a side like i'm going to pick the side of get it done as fast as possible the best quality yeah. so that we can just move on with our life i'll also know? say there's probably somebody who could sit down and explain the benefits of why they do that on, on the union's behalf yeah. you know what i mean like and you might be, i'm sure oh, they yeah, do you yeah point you know yeah and i'm sure that business is you know, I mean, what's what's the what's the advantage? Not paying union wages and stuff. I mean, they found a better price to get the yeah. you know get the deal done, and I get that. I mean, sure. I'm going, like I've had these, you know, going back to the, where we started with with real estate, where you know you get to a point where like in real estate, it's like it's very very part time for me. So like, you know, money's flowing in and out so quickly that you could kind of lose sight of things. And next thing you know, you're just writing checks to get shit done. And I'm like, wait a second. I paid what for what? Yeah. Hold on. You know, that you need to take a step back and like, it doesn't really matter. Like whatever that business is, you know, they're going to go with the best costs. They can. What I makes mean, the just, most sense. It's just yeah. the way it is, man. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. Fuck, man. What do you think, Adam? About the episode or everything you just said? What are we going to name this? It's got to be Inflatable Rat. Who's Man in the Rat? 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 
Adam might not say much, but he's coming with some some heat at the end there. Who's manning the rat? I'm just counting the relief, sort of. <laughs> I think you need a mic. Text me what like what mic you need, and I'll. Okay, okay. it's probably something like this. Yeah, I don't so. know what this is, but. Good stuff. Let's have someone on. You want to think like who can we talk to next week? Let's Sorry, maybe think about <laughs> think about yeah. someone we can get in here that. <laughs> Maybe we could get someone in here next week to talk about something. Also, our fucking world changes so quickly. Next week, we'll have a whole new cool thing to yeah. to bitch about. I know. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I'm really excited. I'm I'm closing next week on a big beach house that I've I've flipped gajillions of houses, and I've, I never get excited about them. But I'm like super pumped about. It's really this interesting house. to see what you've been doing. Uh, it's in Ogden Dunes, and okay. it's a big house. It's like 3,600 square foot house. It's going to be. We're gonna we're gonna go like black. Like I'm gonna spend a bunch of money on landscaping. I'm gonna make it black with like uh, I've been talking to Z. We're gonna tint the windows and make it like fucking cool. But I'm never excited about a house. But this one I'm yeah. like pumped about. Yeah. So once I guess that's going back to what we were saying. Once we get to that, once you're at that price level, not that you get there, but once you start like getting that half million. I mean, I don't know. What I want to probably be seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Like it could, now, now you have to care what the cabinets are. You, you don't know? have to. No. I've done big. No, I don't. Really? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. You. Don't, I'm not saying I don't. But I'm saying like I have a five five hundred thousand dollar house I mean, just listed today and a six hundred thousand dollar house listed today, and I, I don't care what the cabinets are. Okay, but I mean, would you go straight Menard? No, 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 no. That's, that's you what have. I mean. to, I'm. What I'm saying is, I I I help because I have a team <clears throat> and we are all on the same page that we're going to put better stuff in a bigger right, better house right, right, right. what I mean is like emo- like mentally I'm excited about it sure I don't get excited about Interior Kinsale design. like I don't care about it. it's a cool yeah. house we did a great job it looks cool but I don't care about it but I'm excited about this one that's all I'm saying it's, cool. like, it's going to be a cool house and it's I'm actually really cool I'm actually going to see like like be it's going to be fun to watch it turn into a cool house and like I'm actually making a point to like actually you should go take before pictures of it Adam sure. we don't usually do that and I'm in contact so two things I'm going to start doing um, I incorporated doing inspections before I list which has been really helpful for me if you don't do it, you should try it um, but I'm going to probably stage this one okay. and even before I start working I'm going to have this guy do a rendering. virtual rendering of like what the flip could look like when it's done so I'm going to tell him everything we're doing nice. it's going to cost like a thousand bucks or something like that I'm basically going to take pictures of the house. Actually, I'll probably have you go take these before pictures and then send them to him and he can we can tell him what we're going to do so where we could I can start posting it next week on what this house is going to look like. You should have a TV show. Oh, what? With flip flip or flop? <laughs> <laughs> it would be an uninteresting show. I <laughs> no, 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 no. Depends on how long that camera's on for. Yeah, right. All right. Well, hey, good time, guys.